0: Wow, I totally jinxed this situation. I said it on yesterday's show, and then I said it again this morning that things were awfully quiet with Cormani McLean. Not anymore. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcast and available free on YouTube. So, um, you know, I I'd said it on our previous couple of episodes that things were, were really quiet with the Cormani-McLean situation and that quiet is probably good for Miami, right? Because he's a Miami commit. So if we're not hearing noise for other schools, that's a good thing for Miami. Miami, uh, the noise is back. We're hearing noise now. So we talked about it on this morning's episode uh, via some great reporting by Gabby Yerudia from inside the U that there was a contingent of Miami coaches that were going to go to Lakeland to visit Cormani McClain at Lakeland High today. So apparently that visit didn't happen and it didn't happen because McClain wasn't going to be there. <laughs> and, Uh, he's apparently on a mystery official visit somewhere. Uh, That official visit is not to Miami, and reports out of Tuscaloosa are saying he's not headed to Tuscaloosa. So uh, process of elimination, everybody's assuming Cormani McLean is headed to Boulder, Colorado to see Coach Prime. Let's bring in Locked On Network recruiting expert, uh, this has kept us all busy between Cormani McLean and Jaden Rashada. We've been very busy in
1: recent weeks. John Garcia Jr., John, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Um, apparently, not as well as as those in in that side of the business. Because yeah, it's it's been an extended conversation with those two in particular. And and look, uh, I'm curious, Donald. You're you're a representative of the Miami fan. Is it? Do you not fear? Fear is not the right word. Would you rather him visit? Boulder, Colorado, or Tuscaloosa uh, with Nick Saban, if you're looking at, okay, he's going to do some due diligence here and go check out another school, who would you rather it be? Because to me, this is a good news scenario for Miami relative to Nick Saban. Yeah, I agree. I would
0: rather it be Colorado. It's it's like a fun story. It's like, wow, you know, Colorado, they've been down really hard in, in recent years. And then Deion Sanders, he's trying to do what he did last year with Travis Hunter, whereas like Nick Saban always wins. Right. So let's let some other people have some dubs here. I would rather it be Colorado and John, if he is indeed visiting Colorado and that's not confirmed, that's just our assumption because if he's headed somewhere and it's not Tuscaloosa and it doesn't seem like there's much NIL money flowing in Gainesville these days. So it's probably not Gainesville. Uh, we, we think he's headed to Colorado. Um, now, you know, if, if Miami fans who, you know, we they, they've been kind of held hostage by this situation. I'm not going to blame Cormani or anybody else for it. But the situation, it's held Miami fans hostage. But I think it's almost reaching a point where uh, in recent weeks, ever since he didn't sign during the early signing period, a lot of Miami fans are like, you know what? still have an awesome class, still have some awesome corners coming in. If he doesn't come in, it's not the end of the world. They still got an awesome class even without Cormani McClain. But you know, the idea of him possibly visiting Colorado or at least visiting somewhere this weekend, that, that's that got to tell me. Um, I, I don't know what my confidence level was before, but I'm at like 10% or less now that he ends up signing with Miami. So I'm, I think the ship is
1: sailing away. It could be. Um, but look, Cormani moves like this. There's not a lot of on the record conversations. Even when we saw him at Under Armour all those days, yeah, he was throwing up to you. And he told me to my face, yes, consider me a Miami commitment. But that was kind of it, right? There was no yeah. additional detail. But let me say, from what I know behind the scenes with him and, and at Lakeland High School, et cetera, this is not a Jaden Rashada adjacent conversation. That's no disrespect to Jaden, who I think has some folks around him that are making his life a little bit tougher. Uh, but this is not in that same vein if, if that makes sense. So this is a different situation that he is navigating through and simultaneously now because he's unsigned, naturally, when you're the number one corner in the country, arguably the number one one player in the state of Florida, you're going to have folks reach out. Dion had already done it on Instagram uh, publicly, which, which, you know, who knows if that's legal or not at the time. Not that he cares. <laughs> right. But look, clearly there was a lot of interest from Dion, who is who's going to hit the ground running at Colorado. They've already made huge splashes in recruiting, and obviously he has made bigger splashes in, in his own timeline. Um, so, yeah, Colorado would make sense. I think Alabama would make sense if he was looking for due diligence. But that's kind of where I start with the conversation, Alex. I Mm. I think this could be due diligence. He's never visited Colorado. Um, You know, he he didn't take that official visit to Alabama. So those two destinations would make the most sense this weekend. Um, But, you know, plans get set, plans change. Um, And originally, Cormani was supposed to sign something, maybe a grant and aid on Sunday. That was the original plan. So depending on how this thing materializes over the weekend – uh, it will draw plenty of attention, but I still, for some reason, I still feel like Miami's in a position to potentially get him on campus uh, during during the summer months. You know, there's nothing again concrete journalistically here. Yeah. There's nothing confirmed that says he is not enrolling at the University of Miami. If and when that changes. We'll make adjustments at that point. But until there is something tangible, it, it's hard to imagine him not doing so. And, again, if Deion Sanders is interested and you're a corner, absolutely you're going to pick up the phone. But you got to visit. you got to see what, yeah. what what it's like out there. He has been on the West Coast. Uh, he's been to Vegas, been to L.A. He visited BYU at one point, and there was like a BYU contention that thought they were going to pull the stunner of, of the 2023 recruiting cycle. Um, so this thing is going to be wide open and until it isn't because Cormani himself isn't going to come out and validate uh, a lot of, or any of the speculation, whether it's about the teams that are in the running or about the reasons he didn't sign in December in the first place. So really the best advice for Canes fans or buffs fans or roll tide fans is just to sit tight and see what happens on February 1st, more so, than this weekend or potentially January 15th when he was supposed to sit down and, and do something at a ceremony there at, at Lakeland High School. So fascinating as always, uh, but I do think there's there's potentially another twist and turn before all this dust is settled. Well, I want to
0: remind you guys that when John Garcia joins us, he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply okay so if miami uh were to lose out to Cormani mcclain um i wouldn't lose a second of sleep over that if they're able to land jaheem singletary in the transfer portal now uh, John, I, I had a conversation. Uh, the conversation was on air and off air. Uh, we talked a lot about these two corners, uh, Larry Bluestein and I earlier today. And, um, you know, Blue, who watches more high school games than anybody, uh, he actually is a lot more sold on Jaheem Singletary than he is on Cormani McClain. Now, Singletary, he announced he's going to hit the portal. That's going to become official, I think, tomorrow, right, that he can officially hit the portal. He's going to have suitors all over the country. This is a former five-star recruit. He's going to be wined and dined or you know, sweet-talked by all the big programs in the country. Uh, There is a Miami connection, a couple of them for him, though. Miami was one of the schools he considered before he ultimately chose Georgia. And his primary recruiter at Georgia, Jamila Dye, is now the defensive backs coach at Miami. So it, it at least makes me feel like
1: Miami's got a shot here. Not to mention, look, one of his last visits was out to Oregon in high school. So Mario Cristobal has hosted Jaheim Singletary personally at 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 least one time. Uh, Look, I think, first of all, comparing the two is fascinating because they're very similar, right? Bigger, longer corners with a wide receiver background, ball skills and confidence. All those boxes are checked with both of those guys. But Jaheim, a little bit taller, a little bit bigger and obviously older, more experienced with four years of eligibility still to his name. Yeah. You could make that one-to-one comparison, both of course, from the state of, of Florida as well as Singletary's roots are, are up in Jacksonville. So that's a fascinating, you know, trade-off in theory. Um, mm-hmm. But look, you know, what, with what I know from the schools involved with Jaheim, like you said, it's going to be a lot of schools and this thing could move pretty quickly relative to visits. I've, I've heard some outlandish uh, offers relative to getting him on campus, which is just the nature of the portal, especially with the window closing on January 18th. But Miami's going to be in this thing regardless, regardless of Cormani McLean, uh, regardless of the other circumstances, because as far as I know with Jaheim, it's a this is about seeing the field. This is about playing time. This is about an opportunity. And obviously at Miami, there's a glaring need. And obviously the connections speak for themselves. You you mentioned the die. I mean, that's, that's his guy. I mean, that was, you know, Jaheim was committed to Ohio state. They had a coaching change and things really opened up and it was like Florida versus Georgia for him. And a die was a big reason why Georgia won out initially compared to, to then Dan Mullen's staff at UF. Uh, So I think that's, that's huge in terms of continuity and what he's looking for. When you make a change like this, there is a finality to it. Um, You know, he wasn't in college in 2020. He doesn't get the COVID year and this is it, right? It's like the one-time transfer rule. I I had a a coach tell me, and he'll be in the power five next year. He said, look, you don't need to win the first recruitment. You need to win the second recruitment because then the kids can't move. Unless they want to sit out for a year, which no kid wants to do. And I know Jaheem personally, competitively, he ain't sitting out. So this is it for him. So there is this sense of finality that could maybe elongate the process and allow him to dig a little bit deeper in that search for opportunity and comfort. And Miami is going to provide both of those things. In, in addition to familiarity, as you mentioned, Miami, independent of Cristobal, independent of die, was involved heavily for Singletary throughout his recruitment and he's one of these guys that was on the radar very early as a high school freshman so that was a long-standing relationship and and a trip that he made from jacksonville to coral gables so miami's going to be in this race today and probably throughout this transfer decision but it will absolutely be uh, hotly contested i've heard tennessee i've heard oklahoma (laughs) florida which was a big contender early on for him as well all going to be involved in this thing and that list is only going to grow once he actually can Communicate with some of these programs.
0: I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a reverse uh, locked on Gators, and I'm gonna say, yeah, Florida, the Florida Gators, are in the conversation <laughs> there for Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see how this one plays out. And man, I, I hope he doesn't end up at Florida only because that is gonna be used against me. I yep. will be uh, air it's, quote man. It's gonna be two. on the internet
1: forever. So gonna... Just embrace it.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, so we do have a couple of important transfer portal visitors coming in. I want to get John's take uh miami and everybody seems to be saying this including john ruiz is saying we're not done yet we'll see what happens in the portal but guys i can tell you good things happen when you eat some built bars oh my goodness guys you've got to try built's newest flavors uh you know i love the the mud pie puffs i love the brownie batter puffs i just had a brownie batter puff this morning in fact i'm going to be restocking on those soon cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. Guys, not only are built Bars tasty, like you're going to feel like you're cheating on your diet. Everyone has these New Year's resolutions now. You're going to feel like you're cheating when you eat a built Bar because they taste just like candy bars, even better than candy bars. But no, they are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories. How do you think I have so much energy every day? It's built bars and coffee. That's what drives me. I'm on the Mario Cristobal cafecito plan, and I'm on a practically an all built bar diet is what we've been going with in recent days. And guys, here's the even better news. You can now buy built bars at Walmart and at Sam's Club. And I know some of our listeners like our guy Al has been going to Sam's Club every couple of days to restock on built bars. I'm going to be buying some at Walmart later today. So if you live near a Walmart and a Sam's Club, head out there and buy some built bars guys and you can still of course get our great deal online at built.com 15% off with our promo code locked on 15. Take advantage of these great offers. I love me some built bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Gary Bryant Jr., very interesting, uh, had a very productive year at USC two years ago. This year, he decided to use his red shirt. um, So it seems like he had his mind uh, made up. He wanted to go somewhere else uh, very early in the season. Um, this is a player Miami is pursuing, and Gary Bryant, at the time that I say this, he's he's on campus. He's visiting Miami today, Friday through Sunday. Uh, we know Miami is looking for help at outside receiver, and he can fill that role. Uh, if he ends up at Miami, he would be a starter probably or at least competing for a starting job at the U. I think it would be a good situation for him to definitely get some playing time. Uh, what can you tell me, John, about Gary Bryant and how this process in the portal might play out for
1: him? Look, this is a calculated move, as you mentioned. He elected to redshirt at USC a long time ago in order to hit the portal and maximize the 2023 season. At that point, he'll be three years removed from high school and, and his camp. And look, in high school, this was a borderline five-star guy. His camp has been talking draft since back then. So it's all about the buildup for him and his camp to 2023. So that has to be kind of like with Singletary, this combination of, of comfort, but also opportunity. And look, wide receiver, even if you throw in the high school ranks, has been one of the, you know, not as elite position groups relative to most others, even since Mario Cristobal took over. So I think there is where there's an opportunity. Again, West Coast roots for Gary Bryant. Uh, he was a USC, Washington, Oregon type recruit coming out. Naturally, the Ducks were involved, so there is some continuity with the coaching staff uh, there at the U, so I do think that will be important, and that's part of the reason why he gets visit number one, and to me, that says a lot. When It's one thing to jump in the portal and be like, hey, let's see who jumps in, and we'll make some visits thereafter, but when you've, for months, elected to sit out at a you know a, pro- a program at USC that looked like a playoff contender for much of the season— When you elect to sit out, you have time to plan this thing out. Um, And the back channels can work how they work. So for Miami to be getting the first visit in general, to me, says a lot about their research from the Bryant camp and the opportunity available at Miami at that position. So all of that will, I'm sure, be strengthened and highlighted while he is here. But on the flip side, this is, again, a calculated camp and a calculated move. So they want to take as many visits as possible. I think Texas A&M is already in line for the mm-hmm. second visit, a uh, similar opportunity there. So I do think it's, it's going to be a bit more of a played out process um, unless everything aligns while he's in Coral Gables. I don't necessarily expect that. But again, Miami getting this first trip relative to that camp and those calculations does say a lot about the Bryant's interest in Miami. Uh, so the ball's in their court.
0: Now, I see a lot of, uh, on a different player, uh, a lot of age discrimination going on with Miami Hurricanes fans. Don't hate on Cam McCormick just because he's older than half the tight ends in the NFL. Like, stop stop hating on Cam. In fact, I look at his maturity, if nothing else, I look at that as a positive. So Cam McCormick, is he's an Oregon tight end. He's hit, He's in the transfer portal. He's visiting Miami this weekend as well. He and Gary Bryant will both be on the visit this weekend, now McCormick, why I, I would be excited about the opportunity to bring him here. He's got a unique skill set from the other tight ends on Miami's roster because this guy grades out as an elite level run blocker. He knows Mario Cristobal well. In fact, he got to Oregon before Mario Cristobal even <laughs> did. I'm pretty sure. So he knows Mario very. He knows Mario better than Mario knows himself. And uh, and he's visiting Miami this weekend. Uh, and the crazy thing we were talking, John, before we started the show that. Not only is Cam McCormick heading into his eighth year of eligibility, he's even been granted a ninth year if he decides to use it, right?
1: Yeah, this is certainly unprecedented in terms of uh, talking about portal recruiting. Uh, th- this is a great story in and of itself because McCormick is bouncing back from an Achilles. I mean, that's yeah. that's no small deal. Uh, so the NCAA felt that sympathy for him and, and gave him two extra years. Uh, Just because so now it's just a matter of where he's going to end up And the moment he hit the portal seemingly the other day, there was already Miami buzz that that's a great sign, especially given the connections that you just laid out not only with crystal ball but with some assistant coaches on top of that, Um, and and then the fit makes a ton of sense right you, there was a clear emphasis for Mario and this staff to hit the tight end position hard, Um, they did so with a lot of pass first guys. Uh, in, in the end of the 22 cycle with Jaleel Skinner, and obviously in 23, having three guys committed at one point. One of them flipped to South Carolina, but the the promise of bringing in volume was always a part of that plan. And in theory, it makes even more sense to go after McCormick based on the skill set, as, as you mentioned. He's physically mature, mentally mature, we, we could probably assume, yeah. on top of it, already has two degrees to his name. Um, so bringing that type of maturity and continuity to what we we think is gonna be a pretty young team in 2023 I think is a really big deal in the locker room and then on the field as you mentioned he will be in line he will be able to both run and pass block and he could still be serviceable as a, a pass catcher which is more of what we've seen from Miami tight ends over the last few years but it's that physical element that you know Mario wants on this roster as an extension of the offensive line that really should be intriguing for both McCormick and Miami simultaneously. So this is one that is kind of the opposite to me of Gary Bryant and and maybe Jaheim Singletary and where I think this thing is going to move pretty quickly. and, And it wouldn't be a surprise if McCormick comes off the board sooner rather than later and certainly sooner than those other two. Keep it locked
0: right here to Locked On Canes. I've got to ask our recruiting expert, John Garcia, about probably the top, uh, uns- well, one of the top unsigned, top uncommitted players left. Uh, could Miami pull off a miracle on National Signing Day? Keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. Guys, if you're looking for the best information, odds, stats, news, and analysis, you've got to head to Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, hockey. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. I'm on the site every day, guys. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts so john um you know i by by the day i'm obviously i don't really have any optimism left for miami landing nicholas harbor five-star athlete i just i i have dreams about him at six foot five with olympic track speed lining up wide receiver for miami but he's not going to be taking a visit uh to miami so it It seems like uh, the Hurricanes' chances
1: are slim to none, probably closer to none. Uh, Where do you think Harbor ends up? Look, Oregon's got a ton of buzz right now. Um, They're getting the last official visit and the only scheduled official visit in the month of January. It's that last weekend of January right before the the signing period opens up. But really, with Harbor, he didn't rule out visiting Miami. It just wasn't planned, and he admitted Mm – Going to be tough, right? Got the Oregon trip scheduled. He had the Under Armour game. I think he's in the Polynesian Bowl. He's got track starting this month. So, really tough for him to make it to Miami logistically, but we'll see what happens February 1st. He's been kind of up and down relative to that date. Sometimes he's like, yep, I'm coming off the board that day. And then other times he's like, well, if I'm not ready, I'm not ready. So, I think that could be a bit of a silver lining and, and puncher's chance situation for Miami, because you got to get the visit. I think with a lot of kids, especially in the portal, the visits don't hit as hard, but Nicholas is extremely ambitious with what he wants. And he wants to meet with all the people in that path, not just the football coaches, not just the track coaches, but the pre-med professors and advisors. This kid wants to be a surgeon. So he's very stout on that front as well. And you can't get all of that, without getting down to campus and he's never been to Miami. So it's very simple from the Miami perspective. You get him on campus, game on and and if you don't, you're probably going to miss him. So if he signs February 1st, I would think Oregon, South Carolina probably the two favorites. Michigan is right there, but the Harbaugh rumors I think are going to yeah. be tough from yeah. a timing perspective there. Maryland's the home state school that I think is a bit of a courtesy, no disrespect to Mike Loxley and company, um, but if it extends and, and or a visit to Miami materializes, it really is game on because he's a kid that uh, really want, he, he really seemed undecided at the Under Armour game. He very much didn't want to isolate his conversation to even a handful of schools, never put out a top group. Anything like that. Um, Georgia was involved at one point. This thing has been all over the place for a long time. So there was a sense of of a lack of completion for him. Uh, so that's why I think this Oregon opportunity is really big. They can go from theoretically fourth or fifth all the way to first, in my opinion. And he's already run track out there. So he already yeah. has commented on just he even commented on the air that you breathe out there in, in Eugene. Relative to some other places. He's he's from Maryland. So he's like, you hear up, that please.
0: Miami, everyone in Miami, just stop smoking for <laughs> like once? a week. Just <laughs> stop smoking. Tell them to come down here and visit. Let's clean up the air a little bit. And if you've got like a, you got like a gas guzzling car. Just keep it in the
1: garage for a week. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good good luck with that down here. But uh, yeah, if, if you get a visit, we'll see. But if not, I think the Ducks could, could swoop in here and it'd be a nice late spot. And then the way they've been recruiting lately, both on the field or in recruiting and the portal, they shouldn't be counting out for any recruit because they've been swinging big and hitting big uh, throughout this 23 cycle. That's well said. And everyone, make sure you follow John at John Garcia
0: underscore junior on Twitter. John, I can't thank you enough, as always, for the time. And guys, make sure if you're a small business owner, hiring manager, you take advantage of LinkedIn jobs, uh, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. We'll talk to you again later on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.